Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Roll up, roll up. Roll up. Roll up. Does someone bring my roll ups? Where are the roll ups? <laughs> they're in the they're in the pantry. I never had roll ups as a child. No way. I always got so jealous of those rainbow lolly goodness um, uh, pieces of goodness. Flat, I don't know. Flat sugar. Flat sugar. <laughs> the other that the other kids had like anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. I, I've just been cackling myself laughing because I was telling James. <laughs> welcome back, James. Let's just. Uh. Um, I was just telling James about how my nipple accidentally popped out <laughs> during my show. I can fly, and then apparently my nipple can as well. Um, <laughs> and then, um, I, I got I got back to my friend's house after the show, and um, and then started receiving all these messages of people telling me that my nipple was out online. <laughs> Dot, your nipple's out. <laughs> I was like, what? How? And it crossed my mind. I was like, oh, imagine if they got a photo of that moment. I was like, no way. There's like 50 minutes. My nipple was out for like, what, five seconds? As if they would have caught that on camera, let alone put it on the internet. Photographer's just there poised at the ready. And it's like, here's this window. (laughs) Apparently it was on the internet literally straight away because I barely finished the show and it was already up. And But the person that posted it mustn't have realised, which is even funnier. Like, how do you not notice a stray nipple? Um, But it got taken and someone reported it as a Offensive! Oh, oh That's no! An offensive titty. I can't look. That's an offensive nip. <laughs> I'm sorry that your nips are offending people. So I don't know what was more offensive: my nipple being up on the first place, or people saying it was offensive. <laughs> and then I was also disappointed because I have a I have a funky uh, nipple ring. Oh, and it wasn't even the funky nipple that got out to say hi. Oh, no, the bling was just like that. Could have been my moment. The bling nip was like, F you, naked nip. This is, this is me. This is my time to shine. This is what, this what I'm made here for. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, the clothes like get caught on it and make sure yeah, it's all. It was, and this one was it's just, just up. messed up. Really disappointing. Um, next time I'll stage it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and the and, photographer and, will be fumbling. But I can't get <laughs> Well, well, one of my friends said to, he was like, oh, I was also wondering, because it's because of the content I was getting quite, it was quite exposing kind of content. <laughs> can, can we just get a little bit of context for the, the nipple flash? Like, how did it happen? Well, it was doing a dance. Okay. To the, the song, The Stripper. <laughs> okay. But my boobies just got excited. No, um, so it was, but it was meant to be a funny dance. So I've got my clown nose on. <laughs> And um, I'm the caterpillar shedding my 
skin, which is not what caterpillars do, but they do in a clown show. So sh- <laughs> shut up and listen. Um, creative license. Exactly. Yeah. Damn straight. So I've got like this furry caterpillar costume on and I, I undress that to the song, but it's just really terribly burlesqued. Like it's just not good. Like right. trying to be sexy with this um this green this fairy green one piece like coming off and revealing what's underneath. Mm. And what's underneath is just this like nude coloured dress that's like meant to be represent representation of like being kind of bare. Right. And um like the chrysalis, like the gooey blob in the middle of the caterpillar before they become the pretty butterfly. And so I still got my clown nose on, but I'm just, I'm just like in this dress. And then, yeah, and I just hadn't really had much of a proper dress rehearsal. So this dress was not fit for stage. And it just like the, the middle just opened up and just like fully. And I remember seeing the nipple in my periphery going, Oi, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> just like trying to cover that up while I kept going. Um, but the, but the con like the context is kind of like this thing of like, you, you know, becoming nude, becoming vulnerable, becoming exposed. And then mm. my friend was like, well, I thought because of the context, like maybe that's the way the show was headed. It's like, oh, it's a metatheatrical note. It's, yeah. it's really like, yeah. And he was like confused and like uncomfortable. He was like, I'm really glad it didn't go. <laughs> Just you standing naked on the stage. Yeah. Exposed, yeah. You know? And then my friend was like, um, <laughs> I was like, was my nipple out for long? And my girlfriend, she's like, no. And and then the, my guy friend was like, yeah, it was out there. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's also the kind of friend that would say that just because that's the right thing to say to oh, a friend right. when she's accidentally flushed, <laughs> flushed a nipple. You're fine, doll. Yeah. It was fine. Don't well, worry. didn't even didn't even see it. And Half then she's like, no, it was out. It was out for a long time. <laughs> I, no, I was there. <laughs> anyway, enough about nipple talk. That's like the whole show. Um, yeah, so that's enough nipple talk for today. Um, we all have nipples. They're nothing to be ashamed of. However, I'm glad I don't have that stray nip on the internet still. Right. Because, you know, it's a bit... Uh, it's weird because we don't get our nipples out often as, mm. as chicks. So yeah, if right. you do, then all of a sudden it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really like, hey. want my nipple to be a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's sitting in there, like, it might be somewhere free just the waiting. Nip free also. the nip, also. fucking nip. I should yeah. have just made a, like, a stand and been like, no, it's not offensive on Facebook. Free your nipples. <laughs> Everybody get out your nipples. This is what I'm talking about. It was a beautiful moment in context of the show and you're offended. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, back to the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the show that we're doing right now. Um... Did you said you said that you had a story to share with us last week? Are you gonna are you gonna let us in on that? I, I did, yeah, Good. yeah. Okay. I want to hear about it. <laughs> um, I guess in the context of embracing fears, yes, um, great. I, I'm now realizing uh, that you have heard the story, so. Sorry. If, oh, really? If you fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's um, all good. But when people like something funny, weird that happened in your childhood, yeah, um, this is the first thing that springs to mind. Yes. Uh, so. I I was a five-year-old in 1995, <laughs> so some things were different back then mm-hmm. um, about kindergartens. Okay. And uh, one of them was that teachers were able to do pretty much whatever they wanted to do yeah. um, with the kids. Yeah. And so at my kindy, the 
the the fun thing to do was to um, create a mock wedding and dress up the kids and have them marry each other uh, and just have it be a whole thing. Oh, my God. And so four children Like, were, were the teachers doing that? Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Wow. Um, and you, you can really imagine it of just like, well, we do it. We do it to pets these days. Uh, we dress them up and it's like, oh, isn't it cute? And, um, mm-hmm. and anyway, so the, we did this, we staged this um, sort of mock wedding and we, we were, I was dressed up in a nice little suit. And Very funny. Married to my friend. And did you prepare for this? Like, did your parents provide the suit? Like, where'd you get yeah, the suit? It was a thing. Oh my God. Like, we would, um, <laughs> I, I guess the, this preschool told my family, like, oh, we're going to do this thing. And, my mom, and, you know, it was heteronormative and everything yeah, like that. Like so my parents harmless, are like, right? it's harmless. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the kids, they're going to have a great day. They're going to get to see what marriage is all about. <laughs> Oh my god! And um, so it's clearly for the teachers and their own enjoyment, and they're just spicing things up a little. Okay, it, it was Abba on rage at the time, so yeah, um, maybe they needed a bit more spice in their life. Anyway, nonetheless, uh, my uh, sort of exposure to the world was that people just proposed and ma- got married. Like <laughs> you could do it at five, no wackers, mate. Like I'm already married. What next? <laughs> Starting grade one, like a 40-year-old man, you know. Starting early. Yeah, yeah. I got the nine to five. (laughs) A little coffee cup. Um, (laughs) A cigar. A cigar, yeah. A constantly tapping foot and a wristwatch. Like, uh, do I have time for this? I'm learning A today and C. I don't know if I have... I'm receding it. That's right. At six, yeah. It's stressful, man. Like, uh, we had to learn to write... It's tough when you get married at five. (laughs) I tell you, it's not easy. Where do you buy a ring? With what money? Yeah, right? You have to ask mum to put a coin into those machines that give you the ball. (laughs) (laughs) And inside is a little ring. Yeah. And uh, that's expensive. That's two weeks worth of pocket money and um, adjusted for inflation. Lollies. Oh, my God. Lollies, yeah. Lollies. No ghost drops (laughs) all week. That's right. I had to sacrifice my lolly ration so I could bloody get this ring. Oh, it's a big um, deal. <laughs> nonetheless, uh, that's not quite how the world operates. Yeah. As I discovered, most people get married uh, quite later in life. So how did that? How did you come up? Come at that discovery? Like, uh, yeah. So I started grade one, and uh, I was I was the only person from my kindy who went to this new school. So I was on my own. Oh no! Uh, but you know what? I was excited. I was happy. <laughs> I'm in grade one now. You're optimistic. Now. You're a married man. That's, that's right. <laughs> Got my whole life planned out. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be an artist, you know. I was going to have one of them, like, uh, those boards with all the different paint colors yeah, on it and the yeah. hole for the thumb. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's me. Uh, I'm set. Got my identity set at six. Um, yep. And uh, so I saw someone in the class that I found uh, just instinctively pretty. (laughs) And I was like, cool, I'm going to be this person's friend. Um, Like my previous best friend was a girl as well. So um, I'd sort of like always seen like my friends as girls sort of thing. And so I just walked up to this girl and I dropped down to one knee and asked her (laughs) if she would marry me. Um, To which she burst into tears and everyone laughed at me. (laughs) Uh, like it's too quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like this escalated. I don't even know you. 
Yeah. And she was probably already scared of like grade one and the first day and everything like that. And oh, just had this like boy come up and be like. got proposed to. Got proposed to. Yep. Surprise proposal. Yeah. It's wow. no surprise now that my schadenfreude is um, <laughs> uh, public marriage proposal rejections. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like if that's my guilty <laughs> pleasure on YouTube, I'm no! like, I feel you. And also, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. But. Throughout primary school, then that that was sort of a bit of a gag. That yeah, it wasn't my entire identity or anything, but there was yep. the gag that I was the guy that proposed to someone in, in grade one. Oh, dude! And I never really embraced it as a. Uh, so when I'm laughing at it now, mm. is it soothing you or is it hurting you? <laughs> um, denial and acceptance are the same feeling. No, really? <laughs> no I'm kidding. It's it's absolutely soothing. Oh, uh, good. Uh, it ha- took, ha- has it affected you in any way as an adult or like, well, it was my first experience of like surprise and heavy public rejection. Wow. Yeah. And you feel old. things so, so intensely as a kid as well. Like when well, you, you're, right. you're completely exposed, like that's your world. Yeah. Like my world now in is that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I might have a hundred people, maybe 200 in my world that I know, maybe 50 that I interact with. Yeah. At that age, it's it's scaled down, but it's the same intensity. Yeah, it's like these thirty right. people in my entire world. Yeah. So the the adult equivalent I see of that is if all fifty people that I interact with laughed at me yeah. for doing something silly. Wow. That's the amount of crushing that it is back then. Oof. But because you're a kid, it's framed by the by adults as oh that's just a cute little thing. Don't worry about it. You know, because in the adults' head, they're like. And I got bills to pay. I got this stuff to do. Like I got real problems. This yeah. kid's problem is like yeah. trivial and cute and funny. Yeah. So I, on top of this, like, oh, I just got rejected by all these strangers that I don't know that yeah. I'm going to be in class with. Um, that was, it turned out it was tough later, but it came up in weird ways because I had also told myself the narrative of. Yeah. You hadn't kind of let it process because there wasn't the narrative there. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and when I finally just accepted one day, oh, that was transformative. Yeah. Um, from a real simple thing of like, what fear, what are you afraid of? And I was like, uh, I'm afraid of rejection. It turns out. Yeah. Where did that come from? Instantly that story came to mind. Right. And that was like. 20, how many, 23 years ago or something. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so for a 23 year old memory to instantly pop up when I was, yeah. when I gave it that little seed thought, I was like, actually, maybe this was a big deal. Yeah. And that gave me the chance to look at it and go, well, maybe there's like some naive courage to it as well. And, yeah. and it explains some behaviors I've had about like, you know, uh, avoiding rejection. Um, yeah. Not just with, with, partners and potential relationships but with everything yeah um so giving it its due weight was really cathartic yeah i love that you've said um what was it like naive courage (laughs) yeah i love that Mm. because we forget to focus on that side of the coin don't we like we remember these traumatic bits of like things not like how they ended Mm. we forget like what we went in there with yeah. Like, that's the important thing. Right. It's like, yeah. as an adult, you can own that then and you can be like, no, but I gave all of that. Mm. Like, mm. that's so good. Absolutely. That's such a nice way to, like, find strength in it and, like, carry on from that place instead of instead of carrying, like, the defeat, like, carrying, right. like, the success of, like, being that person that just, like, went in there with no mm. fears. And- 
right to fearless? frame it with the courage of it. Like, yeah, it was easy to look back, and I guess that's I had removed that courage element. Yeah, and never, whenever anyone made fun of me about it. Because you wouldn't have been put in that situation if you weren't incredibly courageous <laughs> as this little boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is so cool. And so it wasn't just naivete. Um, yeah. And then that gave me the thing of like, well, at least I bloody did it, you know? Yeah. At least I went in there and freaking gave it my all. Yeah. And, uh, and I love that. Yeah. I'm taking something massive from that. I, I, um, I When I first studied, um, and this was an experience I had when I was older, but when I was about, 18, 19, and I was studying like this prestigious school, like um, studying musical theatre. And I got a few opportunities in that first year to get up in front of like the class and in front of an audience for like our showcases and, you know, just sing my heart out. Mm. And at the time I just had like an abusive family relationship (laughs) that was just like destroying my soul. Right. And, um, like life was catching up with me. I'd been like a full go-getter, never, never going to lose kid mm. that had everything, like all the potential in front of them, but who was, had battered, batted away all the like haters, like my whole life, like right. including my family. I'd like go home and like slay, 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 <laughs> go out, slay, slay, slay. <laughs> and then like it caught up with me at, at college and then, and then I, and it, it manifested in my body. So I had like, I had this like hip tumor. Some people would be like, oh, that's heebie-jeebie. But like, I just know, I just know that's it. Mani- the illness manifested in my body because right. of the stress and the pain yeah. that I, I was carrying mm. as a person. And so I become, I became really ill and, and I couldn't get it operated on for months and months and months. And then got really sick, had like, you know, throat infections, sick all the time. Mm. And so like trying to sing with like a triple whammy, like, like no throat infection. Like there's no air coming in anywhere (laughs) to sing. Like it was just horrendous. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if my performance is off tonight, I have a hip tumor. (laughs) Yeah. Which is also fucking up everything. And my family sucks. Hey, (laughs) Um, yeah, no, it was quite, it was full on. And then, so what, what it ended up eventuating in was like me crumbling and being like, I can't sing tonight at our showcase to our like MD, our musical director. I was like, I can't get up. And he was like, no, you can. I reckon you can keep trying, keep trying. And what a beautiful sentiment, but he didn't know that I was already broken on the inside. Right. So to then keep pushing me was like, for me, I was like, uh oh, I'm really zone. dead now. Like it, it really, um, I felt really exposed and humiliated. Mm. And then, and then I think I, I had already gotten up and done the show once and like just cracked on stage. Like, I don't know because I wasn't even sleeping at this time because the oh. tumor was so painful. <laughs> so I don't even remember whether that was before or after the humiliation of like, um, doing the show and having my family watch and um, me, when when we sing the big notes at the end, just cracking and just crumbling oh, with my no, voice no. when it was meant to be the thing where they were like, belt, belt, belt. <laughs> I was like, right. oh, my God. <laughs> you belt or you die. And I was like, ah, I'm dying. I'm I dying, definitely. It's dying. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, there was all this, like, negativity from my parents of, like, you'll never be able to make a living from this, like, my whole life. And, you know, this whole thing of, like, you can't sing that way, like, because my mother was a singer as well. So, it was, like, always Uh, this competition, like, you can't, like, you can sound pretty when you sing, but you're not a strong singer. And there was, like, all this, like, negative. Don't do this. Yeah. And it just, it just built up. And it got to that point where, yeah, like, that humiliation of just, like, crumbling on stage as well as, like, letting my my tutor down and... Mm letting myself down wow, and it, it totally scarred me like just totally and it's something that I'm working through at the moment quite head on which is really exciting because I've been sort of working away around the periphery of this issue for me right right for a long time yeah, but yeah. now I'm kind of like right in the thick of it like mm-hmm, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. in the arena going yeah. like oh I'm gonna kill you like yeah, I'm gonna yeah. sort this out yeah and um when you said that it's like it's made me think of this that same thing for me like the bravery that I had as an 18-year-old against all odds to be like, I'm going to fight my way to get into this best institution because I love this thing. Mm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go every day and I'm going to rock up every day, even though the people in my life are telling me it's never going to work right. or, you know, and I'm not good enough and this sort of thing. And I still went. I right. still exposed myself and still kept lining up for that thing until just like I physically couldn't anymore. Right, like my body yeah. just couldn't. It's like, oh, what's the worst that could happen is, <laughs> is the naive <laughs> yeah. part of the courage. And when you're like- 18, it's beautiful. You're just like a fearless warrior, but you don't know those moments where you need to step back and be like a healer, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but you know, if I'm up until now, I've sort of kept that story replaying in my mind crumble. And my tutors even said to me, like you crumble under pressure. Like they said to mm. me, like in the end of year interview and that, Oh, that just stuck in my, like I, yeah, yeah. they like rocks in my mind. Mm. Um, sometimes I think like if I hadn't have said that, I probably wouldn't have even framed it. That experience as something so serious. Like I might just mm. have moved on and then been like, okay, that was a rough time. Mm. But instead I've got those words in my head that now I've got to compete with and I've got to like prove wrong. Right, yeah, Um, yeah. But, you know, like the way you framed your story as a young kid, I'm like, I can totally apply that to my own experience because there was, there was so much courage. Like I I went at it with so much courage and yes, it was a defeat, but like (laughs) it's time to look at now what you brought to it. Mm. That meant that you could like overcome that yeah right and only you and can again, give that to yourself and like overcome it the second time round. Right? right yeah yeah um because you see you see the good in what you brought to the situation not like the defeat that happened because mm. man it sucks being young and naive sometimes it, doesn't it it can really hurt it's hard yeah 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 <laughs> it's so brave like just so, so brave so stupid no. so stupid but no, so brave. no i think like in, in age you get the wisdom that then can make you like more brave mm. so mm. that you can carry that vulnerability. Then, then the trick is you're so – you can be – sorry, you, you get older and you can get stronger. Mm. But then the trick is like when you get stronger and you learn how to stay strong, learning how to be vulnerable again. Absolutely, You yeah. know, like putting it on the line again. Because <laughs> we, we are both relative to our future selves who don't yeah. quite exist yet. Yeah. Um, oh, well, mine does, but, but that's only because I'm a time traveller. Um, oh yeah, totes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of um, <laughs> but our future selves that don't exist yet. We are mm. the naive, courageous ones uh, relative to a future self as well. So, like, wow. what are you going to naively be courageous about? Oh, I love that. <laughs> but then also, you have the opportunity at the end of that to be strong. 
Mm. Like if you, you are defeated, like no one gets to choose that for you. Like you get to decide whether you just like take it like a warrior <laughs> or that you want to cry about it in the corner. <laughs> yeah. I have totally. a question about that. Cause yeah, this yeah. is a theme that's come up quite recently. Like fear Crazy. is fear, like you do, were just talking about fear earlier mm-hmm. off the mic. Um, and it was conversations I've been having too. Yeah. Um, that embracing fear is awesome, but there's a pl- there is a place for it. Like if yeah. you're still recovering from trauma, oh, yeah. facing your fears is not going to help you. Oh yeah. Um, so my question is, what what do you think is that line there? When do you how do you know when you transition from a mm. recovery phase mm. and now you're ready to start facing those yeah. fears? Yeah, so true. Is there a transition there, or what does it look like? I. Th- think it's a couple of things I think you don't even consider it until you've got a support network interesting is my okay. personal opinion yeah because see I think that's what I learned from being that younger person and being like 18 19 just going at everything that I wanted and just throwing myself in being vulnerable like it was incredible vulnerability mm. but because I didn't have the support network around me when I did get hit there were other people waiting to hit me further. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I was already broken and there were there were other people that there were then there to add fuel to the fire right. or to, to hurt that situation more as opposed to help nurture you, help pick you up, be there unconditionally, mm. offer you love and support regardless, you know. So, yeah, making sure that you've got circumstances around you, I think, well, that you've built the framework to support yourself mm. because you can't, it's, I'm not trying to say like you have to wait for other people to appreciate you and love you. Like mm. you kind of can't wait. Like you've got to make that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've got to start with yourself and build that. But, but once you've started to build that into your surroundings and you do have some people that will be like, you know, I got your back or mm. like, you're mm. going to be all right. Or, um, and it can be people, it can be communities, it can be places, you know, it can mm. be all kinds of things, but places that are healers for you, places right. that love you and nurture you back to your full, full self. And mm. just knowing if, if you do, if you're still juggling some like negative stuff in your life to not put yourself in those positions when you're hurting or when you're trying to mend yourself, you know, like think yeah, it's that, yeah. that knowledge too. Oh, and I guess that's a really easy thing to want to do, isn't it? It's like when uh, you're broken, go back to what else is broken. Yeah. 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 Which is the scary part. Yeah. 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 Let's just keep destroying myself. (laughs) And like most, and like that's, that's the classic scenario, isn't it? It's Mm. kind of like when we're hurting, we'll go to other things that make us hurt more. Like I'll drink and I'll get smashed and I'll make some bad decisions. You know, it's a place of comfort, even if it is a destructive place. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, and I think the other thing too is like you want to, I, I try to do it in, in steps as well. Like I, I'm not going to go for my biggest fear first. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to have a panic attack and lose my shit. Like I'm going to try and do all the fears that work up to that and like start from the outer layers totally. of the shell and like work my way in. And, and um, because like you, what happens is you can take it for granted, but the difference is every little battle that you win strengthens you. So you want to start little. You want to start with easily won battles mm-hmm. and slowly build, work your way up because you're building resilience, confidence, and then then you can go for the big stuff and you've kind of like got some weight behind you to be like, I'm in there. I'm throwing myself at this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What it's, about you? What do you think? Um, I really like that answer of the support network. I had yeah. not thought about that before. Um, yeah. So for my experience um, of transitioning from hurt and sort of, I guess, trauma yeah. into 
um, into a, in a place of embracing fear. Mm. I, that, I, I can't quite describe, I don't know exactly what it was, but one time uh, I was listening to a lot of stuff that was like, act, act in the world, like get, do something. You know, yeah, oh, I was yeah, in a yeah, procrastinating place. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. what happened for me was I went through the trauma and had some recovery and then procrastinated. Yeah. And it, it took, so how I procrastinated was I would just watch hours and hours of self-help videos. Oh yeah. yeah. And it got to a point where maybe I, I just did the maths a little bit and was like, hold on, I've done this month, 80 hours. <laughs> shit can i swear on this <laughs> yeah yeah go yeah. for it fuck yeah. uh, it's done nothing obviously yeah and then the the message of all of these things was like you just need to go out and put yourself in the world mm. and so i would watch that and be like oh yeah i do oh that's <laughs> <laughs> that's it's great a lovely little cushion <laughs> maybe the next one will tell me something different but yeah. the same uh yeah. and but so for me it was this like oh, this is not serving me anymore. Right, yeah. Um, okay, I have to em- embrace fear now. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, med- the mindfulness and the self-recovery stops serving me. And I'm not sure yeah. what, what pointed that out. But uh, then, just like you said there, mm. it's those little acts of courage yeah. that you start with. You start with something that you can do. Totally. But it's still, like, your, your, uh, your fear can be a really good compass in that way. And your oh, heart, hundred yeah. percent, your heart yeah. can guide you. Like if you mm-hmm. have a single thought and that thought makes your heart beat faster, mm. you're on the right track. Absolutely. Mm. If that means you have to have maybe a difficult conversation with someone mm. um, and just thinking about it makes you, makes your heart beat faster. Mm. Wow. How lucky for you. You found something that you could, you found a fear you can embrace. Uh, yeah. It's an opportunity, right? Absolutely. That's the other thing. Like looking at it is like, how am I going to liberate myself now? Because like, if that's there, imagine when it's gone. Like you don't even know what doors that opens, right? Yeah. And the simple act amazing. of embracing that, of, mm-hmm. of doing something about it, it, it you suddenly lose um, outcome dependence. Yes. Because yeah, you think, oh, exactly. I don't want to do this. Because the I, fact is you did it. You did it. You just did the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it may still be a b- burning pile of shit that happens. Yeah. Like the conversation <laughs> yeah. goes terribly. But yeah. you walk away smiling because you're like, I had that rough did conversation. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? What next? 100%. Now I'm going to have two. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Um, did, you have any, did you have any challenges this week that we can let go and laugh, <laughs> laugh about? At. Yeah, totally. Okay, totally. cool. Let's do it. Because it's like I'm big on like us lightening our hearts with this podcast. Like, mm. let's, you know, talking about the stuff that's tough. That we could be upset about, but like if we're ready to laugh about it, that's like that's a, the best. Cool, it's so liberating. And um, I like I would hope I think this is pretty relatable to most people because yeah. I have a lot of friends who are artists who are freelancing. You yeah, know? so it's about money. Um, yeah, and we have this. <laughs> I can totally relate. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Do you remember that? money it does exist <laughs> someone has some out there dude my I, invoice I has it, it. my Your little invoice. Bitch. <laughs> oh, i got a question about that invoice by the okay, way yeah, yeah. um who did you invoice 
the universe. Because yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> universe is like. Be trippy, the universe is like, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a bit like, pricey. Girl, come on. We don't quite have that in the budget. And, <laughs> and I said, like, performing arts as well. And then I kind of regret it now. I'm like, oh, that could be a lot of things. <laughs> like, I probably should have put, like, acting or, like. Oh, right. I don't know. Do you have I a can, preference? I can I'm, revisit. I'm curious. Well, I mean, it's. It's got to be, it's got to be musical theatre. Mm. Everything that I do, I'm trying to work my way back into that sphere again of like being a person that's ready to just like take that on wholeheartedly. Because cool. like I've got big dreams, they're, they're still there. I just love singing, dancing, and acting. <laughs> I also love camera, and and I also love the brilliance of like I I, I would just also love to be making movies too, like be mm. in movies because. I think the magic that can be created behind a camera is also magical. Cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, yeah, I just want, yeah. like, I'm all about the experience. Hey, like, I just <laughs> want to pretend that I'm other people and have a Dude. ball and. Totally, totally. Yeah, That's it's my like, whole it's thing. like time traveling, right? Because, like, you get to, yeah. like, be another person and have the magic of a whole other adventure or, yeah, or right? life. I don't have to worry about to that, have. that oh, guy who was living, yeah. who's living in 2153 <laughs> and worried about the meteorite, you know? Like, <laughs> um, and the, the dinosaurs came back and it was just this whole thing. So, coming <laughs> back here where it's like the biggest problem was climate change oh, man, it's easy. <laughs> piece of cake piece of cake um so cool uh so this um this thing the challenge so yeah. i uh we we have this idea uh, well i'll speak for myself i have yep. this idea of like oh, if i just had a little security blanket of money mm. things would be great like um i could just <laughs> yeah. sort of get by and <laughs> Amen, brother. I've been there. <laughs> yeah and i slash got now. it now <laughs> slash now yeah. yeah yeah i got it um I got this little, nice little cushy surprise thousand dollars. Oh, cool. Um, from a housemate moving in and splitting the lease. Oh, yeah. And so all of a sudden I had a thousand dollars and I was like, this is it. I have my little blanket. It's surprise money. I don't, I am not needing to put it anywhere at the moment. Yeah. And then, of course, Uh-oh. what keeps what, what was lost then? I had security, so I didn't have worry about money. And so I lived a little. I treated myself. Oh no! And just whittled that oh. away. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and, you know, like to I, be human. Yeah, right. And I was still responsible for it, but I could feel the mental shift. Yeah, I could feel that. Um, oh, it's fine. I can do this. I I haven't had a thirty dollar meal in a while. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I've got some food in the fridge, but I could go and buy some food out today. <laughs> It was all. On, it wasn't all on consumable consumable yeah. goods, but um, oh, most of my money is it's ridiculous. Yeah, right. On oh, just food. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what I shove in my pile. It's very upsetting. I'm like, why do I need to eat? Man, every day I'm like, I'm I just ate eat every day. What? Three times a day. I'll get to lunchtime and and I'll start to get hungry, but I'll be busy. And I'm like, man, I just ate three hours ago. Like, give it a rest. <laughs> I don't want to shit yet. I don't want to pass it through. Stay in, stay. I always find it funny. You know how like we we don't often, we talk about uh, people could have these like big problems, you know, I like, uh, like to think of the military room in the president's house in the Cold War, you know, and everyone's yeah. like, man, this is like the world's going to be destroyed soon and people have got their finger on the pulse. Mm. But then in between all that, we're all just like, but now it's time to sleep. 
and shit and eat. And it's like, of course, yeah, yeah. No, you have to, like, please go for that. Yeah. The world is going to end any minute, but eat shit and sleep. Like, you are excused. (laughs) And you still have to do that. You still have to do it and we're all okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So the thing that I'm laughing at is... um, Like, the world's going to blow. It's it's actually lunchtime. We've (laughs) got 30 minutes. We'll see see you back here then. Just go and play Angry Birds. Yeah, yeah. I'm also going to go to the bathroom. Is that all right? It's like, of course it's all right. But just don't forget. I'm also going to take in a book. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It's my time. Okay. Mm. Um, so that that's my challenge is uh, to keep the frugal mentality outside yeah. of frugality because the frugal mentality keeps uh, me healthy as well. It's, uh, uh, yeah, this financial thing. Mm. I don't know about you, but I grew up with really a really terrible template on finances. Mm. I think I've been thinking about it recently because I've been read like I've been listening to the audio book The Secret on repeat. On repeat. <laughs> yes. What, what like I'm it, brainwashing myself in the best way I possibly can. Cool. Which is why I've written myself a bigger invoice. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I love that. When Manifest. I wrote it, I was like, I was just laughing. Yeah. I was like, I can't afford to care either way. I'm just doing this because I need to. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it felt it felt good. Mm. Um, but I've been thinking about it since because, like, I think when you're trying to manifest good stuff, you've got to kind of look at, like, what's holding you back. Like, where are mm-hmm. your back steps? Like, what are the things that keep changing your attitude as you're trying to do the good thing? You're like, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. But also, watch mm-hmm. out for that thing because, you know, <laughs> like, that's the voice you want to listen to because, like, you got to deal with that voice. It's going to, like, sabotage the crap out of whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about, like, yeah, what I grew up with so um, – like my my mother, she was very wealthy as a kid, right. but then her father passed away, and then I think the money just kind of like left, mm. and then there was like this this sort of struggle type thing. Yeah. Um, but then there was also this mentality of like someone will take care of it, someone will take care of it. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like not that self empowered thing, but like, but then also this thing of like, oh, I have been like. I have had wealth, but it just all went away. It just like this disempowered sort of perspective on mm, money, I think. Yeah. And so that's very much like the attitude that was sort of there, like through growing up. And then there was also this attitude of just like absolute poverty and scarcity because like mm. um, my father's sort of attitude was just to hoard everything and live like with nothing, mm. like um, live out of fear about money, like same with my like family. desperation, like yeah. just save, save, save. Yeah. Um, don't, don't have wealth in your everyday life. Just have it somewhere. Yeah. 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 Um, but there was just so much fear connected to money. And, Absolutely. um, and so we lived quite on the lower end of the, of the, what's the word? Um, like socioeconomic yeah, class. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we were we always had like we always did things that were good for us. Like I always got to do like a dance dancing after school or something like that. And I went to a mm-hmm. good. I had a good education at a secondary school. So like the important things probably with money, but yeah. just still this relationship of fear. Fear, absolutely. Um, connected to money, and just like never having enough, and just like listening to so many conversations of just like money panic or money guilt conversations as a kid. And and it's just like so interesting how that is your framework. 
Yeah, and yeah. And so, like, now as an adult, like, trying to think about – so money was always a big deal. It was mm. always, like, so much emphasis on money and, right. like, so much fear and then just, like, so much emphasis on money. And it was, Whereas, like, an like, insatiable thing, right? It's, like, uh, you can never have enough savings because well, – the problem could always yeah 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 and it just never fixed anything so there's mm. always that attitude but but then also like trying to then manifest and be like no I'm worthy of like wealth and like I can have money and, right. and stuff like that there's such a weight to it that it can be hard to just be like oh I can have money and it's hard mm. to believe that one week I might just be <laughs> successful and things might all of a sudden just work out right but like that's the attitude that one might need to have in order to have more finances like manifest it so like instead of being like oh i want it so bad but it's this impossible feat Mm, like you're never mm. gonna it's never gonna change if you got that attitude and you know and there's just like there's certain things like that another negative thing i had in my head was like that being i used to think i want to be rich or like being rich but then i had this negative association with rich right yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, but to be rich, someone has to be poor. Yeah, so you have right. to be a really horrible person. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to be a horrible person, so I guess I'll be poor and eat lentils again this week. You know, like, <laughs> and no. be so happy. I, I lie. I don't. Re- I don't really eat badly. That's one thing I always splurge on is like, oh, like good food. All oh, right. Like, I want to eat good. <laughs> I don't care I'm if I'm wearing rags. Yourself. I'll eat good. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, similar. I'm similar. But like. Yeah, I, and I just thought that was interesting too because that was that was rubbish, like mm. you know. And just I just some myths, some fear based myths. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like now, I try and think like, I, no, I want to be wealthy, like because mm. wealth is like about money, but like so much more than money. Wealth is about like richness of being, richness of community, experience. Mm. Yeah, the ethics behind the money you're making, and you know yeah. all that stuff. So I'm in a similar in a similar mind frame, like I, so with running a business, yeah. um, I've come from the paradigm of time equals money, like labor equals money. So every yes. way I would think of earning money would be related to how many hours I put in. Yeah. The only variable being um, my hourly rate. And it's like, I know in the back of my mind and on the periphery that not all income is based on an hourly rate. Mm. Um, especially mm-hmm. if you sell art that people love. Yeah. It's based on a different, it's based on a bit more of an abstract value. Yeah. And I had to, I had a shift where I was like, oh, it's not a bad or evil thing. No. Um, to, to charge for something or like to, to say that something has value. That's mm. not necessarily directly linked to my $20 an hour rate, yeah. you know, if I, and yeah. if I make a product and it's like, okay, I made this $20 an hour and I legitimately spent eight hours on it. Um, then to some people who, who are in a different money tier, mm. uh, I saw this at the markets when I was selling products, Yeah, $20 to me was, you know, a significant, okay, this is $20. It better, it, it's worth this much to me. Yeah. And then to people who, you know, maybe around 150,000, $300 a year, yeah. $20 is eight tiny drop <laughs> a drop yeah and it has no value yes and it's like well the value to you is this is like oh this is a 50 dollar item this is a hundred dollar yeah. item yeah and then you start speaking their language yeah and they're like oh okay i see and it's the same item but the the um ratio the value they're placing on it uh-huh. yeah yeah and i had to let go of a little thing of like well the rich will pay the rich. <laughs> the rich. <laughs> the bourgeoisie <laughs> will pay what the bourgeoisie yeah. can afford. Yeah. Um, 
But no, there was absolutely, especially when you're pitching a custom product to someone, I'll make yeah. your customized experience. Oh, wow. In their yeah. head, they're going, oh, this is um, for a customized experience for me equals, you know, five or $600. Yeah. And I will get $500, $600 worth of value. And if I had pitched that, oh, well, it's $200, then no, I don't want $200 product. Because want they want $600 worth of a product. Yeah. Like I they want, want that much love in it. That's right. Yeah. 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 I, want, I want to spend $600 uh-huh. on my yeah. partner. Uh-huh. What can you give me for that? Yes. And it's like, oh, cool. I can give you this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it a very much a shift from that like yeah. underdog, totally. lower class uh-huh. mentality? Yeah, totally. And then also just going like, um, how much can I give? Like, what am I giving? Mm. Like, if I'm, am I just giving my time or am I giving all my experience before now? Am I giving all the things that like I love yeah. and see value in and then putting that into my work? And It's yeah. easy to forget that you've spent thousands of hours experiencing and thinking about the craft that you're presenting to yeah. people. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, I do know. And if you studied thousands of dollars <laughs> to do it, bada bing, bada boom. Oh no. <laughs> That's the money. Is this rain and money? <laughs> it's just coins. Oh, whoops! It's all right. I was going for the lucky. No, no, this is great. I want to try purple. This is awesome. Next. We should we should try an improv game. Okay. Oh, I love improv. Cool. Let's. Uh, we're a couple of southerners by waterfall. <laughs> oh, hey, Bill. <laughs> oh, well, this is waterfall. What? Is this Niagara? <laughs> I believe so. How I think we, we took a here, wrong Bill? turn off the state off the state route. Oh no! Uh, oh no! Oh, we're dear. supposed to be on top of the waterfall, not underneath it. Oh, I don't even know how to get back, Bill. <laughs> well, you got the map there. Did you bring some snacks? I got some dry potatoes out in the back boot. Oh, I don't. I don't like potatoes. Ah, uh, you ain't got any of those peanut peanut butter crisps. Well, let me have a look on the seat here. Okay. All right, I found a few peanuts. Uh, I found a dollar. Well, Bill, I think we need to call for help. This is not good. I can't find any way of, of us getting out of here. All right, let's, uh, well, you got your phone there? Uh, oh, oh, I, oh, 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 no, oh, Bill. no. I, I just, I dropped it in the water. You dropped it. Oh. We're sitting in about eight feet of water right now, <laughs> just for anyone curious of what the situation looks like. Oh my God, the the water, the water levels rising. It's slowly rising up. You better you better do up your window there, uh, uh, Sammy. Oh. Uh, before the water gets into the car itself. <laughs> oh no, Bill. I, this is not good. I'll just lean over and try and do up the window. I've broken off the window roller. Oh. <laughs> oh no, Bill. Oh no. <laughs> When things go really bad, you know what you gotta do, Bill. What do you gotta do when it gets really bad? You gotta laugh about it, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Bill, you okay? I'm alright. You know, it's one of them laugh cry situations. It really is. A lot of the tears are the salt water of the Niagara Falls. I think that's a great end scene. (laughs) (laughs) We're saved. The boomerang. It's okay. Sammy and Bill weren't hurt during that improvisation. (laughs) They were saved. They were saved. Um, A rough Australian um, 
uh, person uh, threw a boomerang and smashed the window. Oh, right. And they, uh, they escaped. Oh, thank God. Because mm. I like those guys. <laughs> they were really a real positive outlook, didn't they? They <laughs> <laughs> were at the bottom of Niagara Falls. And <laughs> I hope that that's what you guys can take from it. That's how I want you to deal with your week. Even if you're drowning, just keep going. Yeah. Keep yep. laughing about it. Keep right? trying. Keep Am looking for peanuts. Uh, Don't take life too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a big cosmic joke anyway. <laughs> the end of the road, it's just a punchline. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show, James. Oh, thank you, Dot. My abs are feeling quite worked out from the laughing and the, the guffawing. So good. I'm gonna really enjoy listening to that back, I think. <laughs> Lots of fun. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good week. Stay in good humor. Bada bing, bada boom. Hi, I'm Morgan Phillips and I'm a human. And I'm Isabella Vallette and I'm also a human. But I was raised by fairies and now I'm taking my human friend Morgan in to meet all of the mythological creatures that I know. Every Sunday we meet a new mythological creature and interview them about their life in a modern day context. Such as... The Night King from Game of Thrones. Funicula, the friendly vampire brother of Dracula. We've met the Loch Ness Monster. Santa. The Volpertinger. The Devil. And a Mermaid. And many more. We release all our interviews as a podcast called Off of the Fairies, where we interview a new mythological creature every week living in a modern day world. Come join us. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast.